There comes a point in our lives when we strive to define our true meaning and purpose. Many of us move through our existence day after day, living through the same cycles and patterns that leave us feeling unfulfilled and searching for more. For those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every moment, to redefine how we perceive the truths of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every day. Are you living? Are you killing time? In today's episode, I am so pumped to have a very special guest. Over the past three years, he has helped shift my life's trajectory and my perspective on the ultimate nature of our reality. He has really become one of the biggest mentors I will probably ever have in my life, most of which was really a one-way communication with me listening to his words as the host of the mega successful Positive Head podcast. But we have connected closer in recent months, and now I have the honor of welcoming him on my show. So here is the host of the Positive Head podcast, as well as the host of the Late Night Style Consciousness Elevating Talk Show, Optimistic. And he also has a new title as an author, just recently releasing his first book called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance, the lighthouse the world so desperately needs right now. The one and only Brandon Beecham. <laughs> that was quite the intro, He, Thank you, man. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. And, you know, as you said, um, you know, forming our own friendship over the last couple of years, I think it's been probably now um, starting out just listening to the show and then connecting and, and me seeing very quickly how, you know, it's like you should do a podcast. And I'm, I'm so glad that you did because... Um, yeah, it, it just feels really, really good to, to watch your evolution. So thank you for being such a beautiful reflection. Hey, thank you. Like I've, I've said so many times, I've talked about you a ton on this show in the past year that we've been on and uh, this show wouldn't exist really if it wasn't for you. I mean, your show was the inspiration for a lot of what I did and then sort of your challenge of you should start a podcast and how much that terrified me. I tell that story all the time. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, that's more of a reason why I have to do one and you know, it's stuck and it's turned into a thing ever since. So Really, this, this this whole thing, you helped birth this entire thing, man, so. Well, you know, I played a small part and, uh, you know, obviously you, you're the one who really stepped into that thing that scared you and excited you. I always say, you know, if it scares you and it excites you, it's probably for you. Yeah. And uh, so I applaud you for being willing to, you know, make such a shift. Yeah, it, and it has. It's opened up so many doors and made me stumble down so many rabbit holes and everything else. So, I mean, it's uh, life has gotten mega interesting. And that's the the whole thing behind this is this entire podcast is to open up everybody's doors to, to what can be there. Because when you and I first connected, I was in a really dark place. I mean, that email that I wrote you that you read on the show about how much I was tortured, how much I really just wanted out of the life that I was in. And, you know, the advice that you gave was, just love where you are, just love everything mm -hmm. that you're going through and love where you are and things will shift. And it was literally within three weeks of that episode where everything started to change. And within about like six weeks of that episode and you giving me that advice and me taking that on, um, I basically had like tons of job offers, everything changed. So it's amazing yeah. how quick it can change. It's incredible when you start to realize that the, 
the portal to get, you know, everything that you want starts by appreciating where you're at because when you bring the perspective of, you know, okay, I'm where I'm at because it's the perfect place for me to, the perfect launching pad for me to go where I'm meant to go next. And if you can just adopt that perspective, you know, it, it takes that situation that you're frustrated with, tired of, depressed about and say, okay, I don't love this, but the good news is this change is guaranteed. It's the only thing guaranteed. <laughs> and if I can trust, you know, trust the process, trust the mystery is one of the keys in my book, uh, then, uh, you know, I can um, see, well, once you, you start playing with that idea, then you see the type of results it gets for you. And that really, I mean, the results speak the loudest, right? As they, they do with you. They do. You follow the recipe and you get a certain result. That's right. That's right. So the question I like to ask, kind of similar to some of the predictable questions you ask of your guests, <laughs> um, I ask a similar sort of question. What does it mean to live your best life according to the one and only Brandon Beecham? Mm. Wow. like that. I like the way you put it. Um, hmm, to live your best life is being as authentic to who and what you are as you possibly can be realizing that it's always, if you're ever comparing yourself to someone else in a way that is, you know, creating separation and, you know, keeping you small, then you're, you're misunderstanding. It's like, it's always to some degree comparing apples and oranges because you're a complete unique emanation of source. And so within you is once you can start to play with the idea, okay, I'm completely unique and there's something that's for me you know, there's a path that's for me that no one is more perfectly suited for than I am, uh, which is why the universe in its brilliance has created, you know, we are the pinnacle of 14 billion years of evolution of the universe, right? So for our little small minds to, to try and, you know, judge that and say, oh, no, I'm not worthy. There's nothing, you know, there's not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever bad story you're telling. It's like, if you can flip that on and really see it from a, an expanded viewpoint of, wow, there's, I, I may not know what it is yet. That's my perfect path from here forward, but I trust that it's there and there's plenty of room for me and there's plenty, and, and I deserve to, you know, have a life that is completely fulfilling. And so, yeah, I think that is the thing is, is, is first um, applying the perspective that helps to lead you there. And then just like you did, you know, if it scares you and excites you, be willing to, to like a, with that childlike wonder to approach um, things that come into your path as possibilities and, and, and in different timelines, if you will, to, to, you know, approach it with that childlike wonder of, oh, this is exciting. Well, maybe I should follow this excitement. And so continuing to follow your excitement and trusting that you are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. And it's all a reflection of you. Everything you admire, everything that you've judged yourself as not being as good at, it's actually you in disguise, you know? And so once you, once you start taking, viewing your life through that lens, you can really step into your, the greatest and greatest version of yourself. And there's a reason why I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we just give the listeners a, a cliff notes version of your backstory? I mean, Brandon has been making a circuit ever, especially ever since his podcast or his, um, his new book has come out. Uh, so, I mean, he tells a story an awful lot, but I would love to give the listeners a heads up of, of, you know, the clip notes version of your story and where you came from, because it, it is miraculous and it's inspiring. And I don't want to cut it short, but I've got so much stuff I want to try and cram yeah, into yeah, about yeah. an hour here. So um, yep. 
let's dive in a little bit to like, you know, the tough spots you came from to what led you to this, this great precipice sort of where you stand on this perspective that you look at the world and reality. Yeah, great question. And I think it, I think it's always important. I ask, always ask the same thing. Hey, share whatever's relevant for mm-hmm. the audience to to know who they're who they're hearing from. And because, you know, if I'm going to give you um advice on, you know, building a business, let's say, and yet I've only ever worked at McDonald's, probably don't want to take my advice, you know, or relationship. Here, here's here's the secret to successful marriage. Oh, really? How did it work for you? Well, well I got divorced in the first week. Probably <laughs> not the guy to take the advice from, right? right. So um, what I've found with all of these perspectives that I, um, you know, have really been in deep exploration, uh, you know, exploring for 25 years, uh, and that I, I really kind of distilled into my book. I tried to distill it down to, a, you know, three hours to listen to or a hundred pages to read. Um, and, um, you know, the results that they've gotten me have really been spoken the loudest. And it's why I got, I've gotten louder and louder about sharing them because, you know, I started out very conservative Christian upbringing. Um, and early 20s, I met a, a woman who claimed to have some intuitive or psychic ability. I saw her do a few things that really had me intrigued and scratching my head. And so it caused me to start looking outside of like just the dogma that I was spoon fed my whole life. And um, that's when I started, you know, this is mid 90s, you know, 95 ish, 96 timeframe, probably. And um, I started reading, you know, just reading all kinds of things that that talk about the ultimate nature of reality and metaphysics and, you know, things like that. And I was just like floored by the 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 things that I was seeing and and more importantly, feeling. And I can only imagine that it, because my dharmic path is to do what I'm doing now and 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 sh- spreading this information, um, that that's why when I started reading things that were sharing a lot of these perspectives on the ultimate nature of reality, you know, this idea that it's all one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. We're all extension of, of, of the one. Um, it was just like, Oh my gosh, of course, this is how it's structured. How does everyone not see this? You know? And so I got just, he's so excited about sharing to whoever would listen. Um, you know, if you listen to episode one of, the positive head podcast and we're almost to 1500 episodes now um six years in but um five days a week um i say look i had to start this podcast just to help my friends and family's ears to stop bleeding from me talking about this stuff incessantly and so um yeah i i was just very amped up about you know the things that i was learning and more importantly feeling and then it's you know it's one thing to learn this stuff and then it's another thing to apply it to your life in a way that is is meaningful you know you, you can learn a lot of the perspectives that i talk about in the book or on the podcast or on optimistic and 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 then you know it's like mike tyson said everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face <laughs> right so it's like i get all this stuff oh, all of a sudden someone comes at me sideways you know and i'm you know my zen monk uh self is out the door and you know for so for a lot of years it was like understanding it and then applying it was you know uh took some more more doing. Um, and it, it, it's, you know, be gentle with yourself. I mean, we, we all, we all take a while to really integrate this stuff. And so for me, it's been a 25 year journey of doing that. And, you know, some of the cool results that I've seen along the way is, you know, one is, you know, I, I always say, you know, you know, in the book, modern, uh, the golden key, modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. Abundance is, you know, a lot of times people just kind of, um, 
uh, talk about wealth when they talk about abundance, but really that's just one form of abundance. Um, probably the most important form I would say is time or health, you know, uh, certainly above monetary abundance, I, I would say. And so I started applying these perspectives that I was learning and just so passionate about exploring and talking about and, and pondering. Um, and, and slowly but surely, you know, I got better and better at, um, at uh, l practicing what I was preaching, you know, and walking the talk. And, you know, that was definitely, has definitely been a journey and still an ongoing journey to this day. Um, and, you know, some of the abundance though that I started to, to see, you know, as I say in the book, uh, abundance is our birthright, the quintessence of our being, the essence of the essence. We are an extension of all of the abundance in the known and non-physical universe. It is us and we are it. And so as I started playing with that, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, abracadabra translates to I create as I speak. I'm going to, you know, I am a creator, the, the creator and created rolled into one. I'm going to start telling the story. I don't believe in getting sick. I don't believe, you know, and I'm, I can't say I've never been sick. Um, you know, I certainly have. And even today is the first time I've ever felt a tinge of something kind of off in me energetically in a long time, um, to be honest. However, generally speaking, I've hardly been sick my whole life. I started, started telling that story. And so I could see it was working. And, and we can look at science and see placebo. You know, people say 30 to 70%. Uh, I, I, was, I say 30 in the book, but just talking to someone the other day, goes, oh, it's actually much higher. It's like 70% of all healings, including surgery, are placebo. Isn't that and crazy? So, it's wild, right? It's so, so your beliefs truly create your reality and science is really supporting this. So, you know, I just continued to, to play with these ideas and, you know, I, I was on my friend's couch, you know, let's say mid thirties, early thirties, and, uh, and certainly not a raging success by uh, societal standards, but I, I, I believed still wholeheartedly in all the things I'd been, you know, studying and, and learning around this stuff for, for a decade at that time and, or over a decade. And, uh, you know, I just kept holding the vision that I am abundant. I can call in more financial resources if that's what I need. Like it's all me. And, and I ignored the external circumstances and tapped into the internal resources. And that finally needed to be reflected externally. And it led me to an Inc fastest growing private company in the U S that was doing, you know, 10 million plus a year in revenue within a few years. And it was really quite the hero's journey tale. Um, I mean, I achieved what one in 10,000 entrepreneurs set out to do to grow a business that big. And, you know, we got uh, part of my, my hero's journey tale. Um, he says, you know, we got to uh, an offer to be bought out for a lot of money, $30 million. Within 12 hours of getting that offer, we lost 90% of our revenue. And, then I uncovered, so of course that blew up the deal. And then I uncovered my business partner and best friend. It was, it was me, my brother, and my best friend, and then a fourth guy that came in towards the end to help, you know, take us to a point where we could get sold. That was his expertise, uh, one of his areas of expertise. And so the third guy, the best friend, I discovered him and the fourth were like sort of plotting at, after we had just got hit by this asteroid, <laughs> losing 90% of our revenue, that they were trying to figure out how to recapitalize and, and push me and my brother out, who were the founders. I was the original founder, my brother soon after, and we had given them their equity in the company. And here we uncovered by accidentally accessing one of them's email um, and seeing that they're talking about how to get rid of us and take our equity, you know? And it was like, wow. obviously very painful and very challenging. And... um. You know, I, I December 24th, 2015, I, I wrote, 
the, the best friend partner said, hey, we've, we've uncovered your plot to take what's left from us and you don't need to take what's left. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. I just want to get away from you and your toxic energy because that last year leading up to that, things had really shifted energetically with those two partners, especially, and them kind of forming a, uh, you know, they're like two peas in a pod with a lot of ego and manipulative energy. And, you know, me and my brother are these creative, more sensitive type. And yeah, they were just definitely, you know, on a different wavelength at that time. And um, so, you know, it was funny enough, that same partner had asked me months earlier, when I had launched Positive Head, he asked me, he goes, hey, what would you do if our new fourth partner, if Positive Head blew up and our new fourth partner made a claim that he is entitled to some portion of the equity or because uh, you started it while you're still on payroll with our company? And that's how these guys think, right? right. And I said to him, Heath, I, I said, well, I would give it to him because... I'm infinitely abundant and there's just that much more behind it. So little did I know that was a foreshadowing of months later, them plotting to take, not positive head, but you know, the, the, our company was at the time um, from, from us. And we said, no, you can have it. We just want, we just want away. So I, I got to kind of practice. I got to do that. And was it easy? Heck no. It was very challenging. Now, uh, I know I'm talking a lot here. I'm going to share the, the end of this, this hero's journey tale. Cause I've told that you probably heard this story up to that point for years, right? right. On the, on the on positive head, I would tell that story and say, look guys, you know, one of my favorite guests on, on positive head was a guy, Dr. Evan Alexander, Harvard neurosurgeon who went into a coma. They pulled the plug cause his brain was fried. He miraculously came back when he came back. He, um, all he remembered was all the things he was shown on the other side of how things are really structured and how, you know, he said, one of the things he said to me and I, in his book is the villains in our story are normally our best friends on the other side. And so that always really resonated. So I yeah. thought, you know, even at that time, okay, this best friend, this villain character is really, you know, he's doing, this is happening for me, not to me. It's giving me the opportunity to be the bigger person in this instance. And so, um, you know, I, I got to, I got to walk that talk and was it easy? Heck no. And, you know, I would just tell that story though. And I got to walk away and, you know, um, and fast forward to a few months ago, um, uh, hitting print on my new book, my first book, the golden key. And in that book, I tell the story and I, I reference the, the villain story a little bit. I share a little bit of the story in it and how it was happening for me, not to me. And here this partner all of a sudden calls me and says, I haven't seen his phone, his num number shows up or name shows up on my phone for the first time in over five years. And I'm like, oh my gosh. My girlfriend's like, answer, answer, answer. So I answered. He's like, I know you probably don't want to talk to me, but I've been on an intense spiritual journey for the last, you know, a uh, couple years. You keep coming up in like my meditations and something about us writing a book. And you know, I don't write Brandon, but I don't, you know, I just feel like, that, you know, I'm getting something and my intuitive friend keeps talking about it. And, um, and I'm just shocked to, you know, be hearing from this guy. And, you know, here's this manipulative, egotistical person now is like super into spiritual stuff. That's what he was mocking wow. me for years earlier. Him and the fourth partner, that's how he turned the fourth partner on me. Oh, Brandon's crazy and all the spiritual stuff. And right. now he's more into it than me. And, you know, and, and I told him in that moment, I was like, I was like, well, you just wrote a book with me. I just hit print to order the first <laughs> copies an hour ago on this book where I name, I didn't name him by name, but I call, I, the villain in my story. So I'm like, you're already, you know, we just wrote a book together, buddy. So, you know, beyond that, we ended up meeting up, um, talked through everything that had happened. A lot of tears, 
um, he turned around and um, so he went from, he went from being, you know, exiting there. And by the way, what I didn't share is he's the only one who became a millionaire off of my company because months before everything went down, we had the opportunity to sell some equity to some people that wanted in because we were on, you know, upward trajectory. Right. Me being, well, in hindsight, whatever it was meant to happen the way it is, I, I sold the least because I was like, no, this is going to be worth so much more in just six months, a year, you know, I'll just sell a little. He sold like over a million dollars worth. And so he, he walked away a millionaire from the company I created. I gave him this equity, right? And still tried to take, you know, for me later. And uh, he took that money, lost it all in an investment, uh, then lost everything, 100 pounds overweight, suicidal, um, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And, and then it's crazy. He, he, he then ended up working for another friend um, who he got hired $60,000 a year just working for this another friend uh, who I know too. It's someone he grew up with who had started a weed business in California and it just like really taken off. So he got in there, then brought in that same fourth partner again because they stayed close friends. And, and that weed business was just crazy big and they didn't have a good handle on it. The, the friend and their the, the friend's partner. So he went from being hired for sixty thousand a year. Now he's an equal partner on it. They just sold the small part of it last week for one hundred and forty million dollars. Oh my god! They've got that's the small part. That's the retail side. Like the the farming side, they have more farmland than anyone in the world for growing weed. And they're, they're trying to like get congruent farmland so they can do a like Coca Cola style product with like Anheuser. You know, because it has to be exactly the same. So he went from suicidal, losing everything, $60,000 a year hired, you know, with another friend who then he turned around and talked into giving him equity, just like he did me years earlier. But this time it's like, I mean, they just, they just, um, you know, got sold the small part for $140 million, um, you know, agreed verbally on it a few days ago. And, you know, now I talk to him all the time and he's sharing it all with me. He turned around that day when we met up and he handed me $50,000 cash. Like, wow. I just want to hear this is just don't, he asked me not to tell anyone, but I'm, I'm talking about it on this <laughs> podcast. Like, I don't want people to think I'm trying to buy your friendship back or whatever. I just want to, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing so well and I just want to help you. And so now he's just really interested in like this work and talking about possibly starting a foundation together. And, you know, I, I think it's inevitable that we just start working together again. But now all of a sudden he's got all these resources flowing in and like, you know, he's such an extremist. So from down and out hundred pounds overweight, now he's in like perfect shape and, you know, just all the business stuff that he has going on is just like wild. How, how, you know, I mean, it, it, most likely he'll be a billionaire, you know, with the trajectory he's on. And, and But now instead of being the douchebag asshole who's trying to manipulate and take, and it's like, how can I help you? And, and you know, I and, and, and he's more into like, he, you know, all the stuff than he's just so into it. You know, he gets it. He understands now. Right. So what was that? It's a soul contract. It's, it's a, it's a story. It's my narrative. It's like we set, it's a setup, you know, and I, I, I took the high road, high road, high road. And now I got my friend back and I have, you know, I mean, there's one bit of, I mean, to get handed a bag with $50,000 in it was shocking, but that's nothing compared to what we'll probably end up doing together and the benefit that he'll provide and vice versa, you know? Right. Um, so it's um it's it's a great story to show if you just hold that higher road and continue to, you know, be the biggest person 
how things can come back around in ways you would, ne- I would have never guessed, you know, that it would that's come a, back around like this. That's amazing. Like the, the lows and the highs of the entire story though, it's just wow. the, 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 just wow. the, the laws of the universe and the stuff that flow along with all that. I mean, like it's like being such a villain and having the guy be on such an opposite trajectory from where you were and having him go through that. But the thing is, it's like, that relationship, if it didn't exist, he probably wouldn't be where he is. Because money That's aside, called to say, yeah, yeah. like, like money cool. aside, the perspective that you can have, just like you said, with you know the abundance of wealth, it's like, well, what did that do for Steve Jobs? You know, like, yep. that guy was right. massively right. rich, and what did it do? Yep. It doesn't do you anything. But right. the, the perspective that your friend has, as far as a spiritual perspective, I'm sure right now he would probably give up all the money he has to be in the place he's in right now and the satisfaction of life he's having versus what he probably had in his lows over the last five years. So oh, that's, that's amazing. What a cool end of that. Story. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's not over. I know. I mean, you know, it's like, um, now it's like, okay, I'm about to get my first really big payout. Um, and, uh, you know, what are we going to do? How, how, how do we spread more consciousness on the planet? How do we, you know? And so, um, yeah, you guys got to write a book together, like polarities. You know what's so funny? Polarities that's of purpose just, or something like that. Like that's what he just, you know, th- when he called me that first day, he said, we're going to write a book together. And then I told him, look, you're already, I wrote <laughs> about the villain in my story. And then, la- and we've been talking, now we've gotten, we're back in each other's lives. You know, I mean, like literally calls me every other day with, you know, sharing all, because before we were like almost married in a sense that we had joint bank accounts, multiple businesses lived together, you know, years and years from you know, years back. And so it's kind of like having that, that partner back again. And, um, so he's always calling to give me updates on, cause he has so much incredible stuff happening. Like that's just, there's more, I won't go into it all, but, um, but yeah, he said it the other day because yeah, I, I still, I want us to write a book together. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, I, so he, it's funny that you say that cause he keeps going back to, to that too. So you got the, you got the material for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely there. Wow. What a wild story. I mean, an awesome ending to it. I mean, is he, is he aware of how much of your story he's a part of as far as the stories yeah. you've told in the last? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 He is. He is. He loves it. I mean, he, he, he's like, when he gave me that money, he goes, well, you know, the first, that first meeting when he handed me that money, he's like, I, I just want a hundred books so I can start. Cause he, he already had one. I mean, I went to his house to meet with him and he just had that he's he's one of these extremists like you know he doesn't just get one of something it's like he had stacks of ram das and stacks of that he just gives to anyone he can so now he has stacks of the golden key that's just like awesome. giving out you know? <laughs> amazing man that's an awesome i mean that's that's like a heartwarming because i mean especially a lot of people may not understand the full breadth of the story but i mean you did really summarize the gist of it and it's awesome to hear that you, you know just you hate to see anybody have falling outs and i know how that goes i've had people come and go in my life and sometimes you just think that's the end of it and um, it was even just yesterday, like somebody who had become not so much a villain in my story, but more of like an abandonment sort of story. And literally on a chance meeting with you and I, we had this scheduled for a couple of days ago. And because of that, I had to rearrange a few other things in my schedule where it worked out great. And on a chance meeting, I walk in and boom, this guy's like right there in my face. I would have probably another, never otherwise talked to him ever again. He's moving out of state and uh, we already had, and he just happened to be in the area at this appointment. And it's like those chance meetings and the potential reconnection that might happen out of that because we're both completely different people from when uh, a falling out would have happened. So I'm, I don't know, I kind of, it just, the whole time you're telling that story, I'm like, wow, I wonder if I'm going to kind of have a similar thing in a month from now, you know? Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, 
you know, I love the the prayer by uh, St. Francis of Azizi. It's like, um, it is in giving that we receive. It, it's a whole thing, but a couple of the, the stanzas are, it's in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, you know? And once you start to, you know, it doesn't mean to be, um, you know, let someone abuse you, right? Like in his case, I walked away. I, I you know, okay, this is toxic. You're toxic. I, I you know, I want, I want away. And, but then, you know, years passed, I could see that he contacted me. I could see it, it felt like sincere when I met with him. I could see it was sincere, you know, I mean, and um, so it's like, that's the path, you know? And and once you can understand that a lot of this stuff is just a setup anyway, it's like your soul. It's like, I always say my favorite book, I'm sure you've heard me say it before, is The Little Soul in the Sun mm-hmm. by Neil Donald Walsh. It's a, it's a, it's a children's book for kids from nine to 99. And, um, it, it basically shares the story of, uh, our journey as, as humans and how, you know, it's like, well, what if you had a soul, if you're a soul that is eternal and is in, you know, this bliss state, and then you won't, you have the creative idea to experience a thing called forgiveness, you know, well, hold on. What, what the heck's forgiveness? How, how would you do such a thing? You would create a scenario like, I just described, right? right? You would it would be orchestrated. And and the soul that uh, did the perpetration, you know, the bad guy in in the in the story has to lose themselves and lower their vibration so much from their own you know, incredible brilliant soul has to you know, it has to put itself, you know, through pain to even be ugly enough to do something like that. So there's suffering involved. And it's like, well, then why did it happen? Well, I loved you so much that I chose to, you know, become this character that could do this awful thing to you so that you can have the experience of forgiveness. What a, you know, flipping it on a head, you know, perspective is that, right? Right. It's an awesome, awesome outcome to that entire thing. So I'm, I'm glad it came out the way that it is. And it's cool to hear where it might be heading too. So I'll have to, I'll have to stay in touch on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I have a fan. I bet you'll even meet him one day. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still looking forward to getting out there. I told that story about, I was all pumped up. I was talking about the first few episodes of the show about heading out there. And then my wife got sick and it's still, it's something that she's still even getting over. It's lasted this long. So it's, wow. it's, uh, wow. it's been a challenge, but it's something that, you know, we both went through and we can kind of like, now that it's coming to an end, we can see a lot of the growth that happened through it all and some purpose behind a wow. lot of it, you know, just like wow. you can always expect it when you get that perspective, some of the hardest things in life, you get that solace, at least a little bit that this might be hard, this might be challenging, but I know when it's over, I'm going to see the value in it. And that kind of lessens the, lessens the sting a little bit on those kinds of things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That, that, it doesn't mean it's easy. It just doesn't. means you tr- you trust the process and you're going to bring that 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 energy to it is like everything. Yep. And I know that I'm going to get out there to, to Cali. You and I will will cross paths in 3D at some point. I know I will get back out it's there. It's inevitable. It is. It's inevitable. It is. And but I've even I've even stayed connected with some of the people that were supposed to be my housemates that week. Never met them in person, oh. but because we got wow. connected ahead of time, Joel Walters and uh, wow. A few other people, we we stayed connected. I think Joe's actually just booked an episode, so he's going to be on here sometime soon. Oh, he's, cool! He's, he's got great. Some, yeah, he's got I some love cool Joe. stuff blowing up for him. So I'm going to kind of help him how, out with that. How exciting! Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and when you do come out, it, it, you know we're going to look around and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that this got sort of postponed because yeah. now this makes even more sense because right. X Y Z." You know, right? So. 
with everything that you've had, I mean, you've got the mega successful podcast. How many downloads are you up to as far as you're, you're five years in? I mean, any idea where you're at as far as how many downloads? Uh, you've had? Somewhere north of 16 million. Wow. Amazing. And then you've got your, you know, you had your, your show that started um, for, for people who don't know the story. Brandon had the, uh, the late night style show optimistic which really is like a video version of his podcast where he's got amazing musical people uh guests and he's had to retreat in this amazing mansion in malibu and i was scheduled to go there and be a guest and come on to the show and you know unfortunate circumstances happened but then covid hit right in the middle of this yep. and yep. you know so uh, but then you've had both of those amazing opportunities and then your book um but what was your inspiration for for putting this book together? I know you know COVID found people found a lot of stuff to to sort of dig those projects up that they've been wanting to do for years. Was it kind of like one of those circumstances, or do you think that was going to bubble? Yeah, up you know that that it, it actually there was some divine design in it all. Yeah, with optimistic, you know that was the whole point of mo moving into the mystic manner and doing retreats was to you know bring people like yourself out here and give them in the experience of you know a whole week of you know, transformational sort of workshops and things. And then concluding on the final night with a live taping of Optimistic, which we did release a few of the episodes. Uh, if you check out optimistic.tv, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench in our, in our plans there. We were recording, you know, most, you know, I'd go three out of four weeks with, you know, full house of, you know, doing retreats and then live taping of Optimistic, which is interview and, opening monologue and live visionary art, art uh, visionary artist live painting and musical performance. And, and then the retreat guests would come out and be a part of one of the segments and very cool, like variety talk show kind of thing. So I, it, it really threw a little bit of a, you know, life's what happens when your, your plans don't work out. And so we put everything on hold there. I still have a bunch of episodes I haven't even released. And so um, the plan is to get to releasing those and filming more. Uh, but then, yeah, we're, I mean, here we are mid the COVID chrysalis, as I like to call it. And mm -hmm. I had a dream. It was actually August 6th, 2020. I had a dream and it was a very kind of like a prophetic sort of dream. Like, okay, here's what the book should be about. Here's the unique way in which you should market it. And um, I got up feeling very excited and inspired by what I had dreamed. And so I went and... Uh, started thinking, hmm, well, what, what would I call this book, you know? And um, and I thought it came up, you know, the idea of the golden key came to mind and I, I did a search to see if that name had already been used. And the first thing that came up was an essay, a uh, famous essay written by Emmett Fox in 1931, where I, I got chills because I read the description and it was very similar to my dream was like, hey, make this a gamification thing. You know, actually practice what you preach and share the abundance of the book for free. Allow people to to create a code and then share it with others. And then, you know, there's a whole game gamification aspect of it that, you know, then if there's, there could be monetary abundance that flows in through the game, we'll share that with everyone or give it to part of it to a charity, you know, really spread the abundance with the, with the unique way that I had shown, been shown to distribute it. And so then I go and I see Emmett Fox's description. And it's like, you know, read the golden key. Don't just take my word for it. Try and see for yourself. And, you know, a lot of the same things I say right at the first of my book. And so it felt like, you know, maybe this is a hundred year later, you know, version 2.0 in a sense. And uh, what was cool then, Heath, is I went on to um, reach out to my, my good friend, who's actually episode one of 
optimistic as the visionary artist live painting. And his name is Vajra. And I went to Vajra and I said, look, I've had this dream about a book and here's what it's going to be about alchemy, you know, modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. I'm going to call it the golden key. And I dreamed about it and, you know, gave him the whole spiel. Right. And then he goes, okay. Are you?" And, and I was like, would you be willing to do the cover art? My only concern is I know your artistic process takes a long time and I'm trying to, you know, get this thing out there pretty quick, you know, pretty quickly. And he said, okay, you done with your spiel? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, let me get my dream journal. He goes, so I had a dream a few months ago. I was at the Mystic Manor, which is the, the property I live in and where we shoot off the Mystic. And he's like, um, I was at the Mystic Manor and I was hunting for the key to everything. And so he goes on to read this whole dream to me that he had had months earlier about hunting for the key to everything at the Mystic Manor. And he said he was so inspired by the dream that he goes, so to answer your question, Will I do the cover art? I was so inspired by this dream I had for hunting, hunting for the key to everything months ago at your house. I already started it then. And so he sent me over That's the wild. work in progress of my cover art. That's um, wild. Isn't it crazy? It is. It sounds crazy, but that's just what happens. That just, that's just that's what just happens. What, that's just what happens. When, once you really start tapping into viewing the world through this lens of magic is real, I am, you know, I am, I, I am magic. You are magic. It's, 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 you know, it's meant to be that childlike wonder and, and not this dull drab experience that a lot of us have been sold into. You know, I always say I'm, I'm the poster adult for childhood. I, I, you know, growing up as a trap, you know, yes, you want to be mature, take care of your responsibilities. But you know, my, my favorite, the only, well, there's a couple, uh, Bible verses that I'll ever reference or quote the main one is lest you become like a child you can't enter the kingdom of heaven it's one of my favorites so, yeah and i think um just understanding how important that is you know and 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 you know another one is consider the lilies of the field how they neither toil or spin it's like it's not fighting anything if it rains it lets the rain happen if it's sunny it lets the sun it just it, it's going with the flow of what's it's nature is so trusting of the process so stop resisting and bring that childlike wonder into your into your life and then you start to see magical things like we just shared yeah and a, and a certain part of that magic i had to share with you too was you said that date what was the date again that you said that you had a dream august 6th 2020. And if you look at August 6th of 2018, that was actually when I wrote you that email. Oh, really? It's oh, wild, wow. right? How funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a trip. Pretty, pretty <laughs> good awesome. catch. I know. That was a good catch. I remember hearing that and I just had to, I was like sitting here trying to like scroll frantically while you're talking and I'm like, I, I'm, see if pretty, you can find it. I'm pretty sure I remember having that note on there that was something I had to tell you at some point. So, wow. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, Tell everybody, tell our listeners, because this is this is the main thing that you talk about and the main thing that's really woken me up to the spiritual journey that I'm on. I mean, what is the ultimate nature of reality? What is the ultimate nature of reality? I would say the ultimate nature of reality is what what's going on is you are, there's only one of us is the easiest way to put it. All is literally one. And, you know, we can talk about that from a from a physical standpoint, which I touch on the book, for those who are more, um, you know, really like the scientific into things. I mean, you can look at me or Heath or you listening. What what are these atoms that you're made of? Where'd they come from? 
Well, they've been here as long as the universe has been here. And they had a previous in physical incarnation as a star, we know, at some point. A star that lived its young young star life, its adolescence, you know, middle age, old age, had a, a, de- a violent death where its guts were sh- you know, exploded and strewn across the galaxy, across the cosmos, and ultimately reformed into you in this moment, right? And, and, and they'll reform into something else at another time. And so when you start looking, you know, we've all heard the, 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 the saying, as above, so below, right? So when you start to say, okay, well, we, we can see that it is the same stuff physically. Uh, and then you start also extending that to as above, so below. Okay, well, the, the consciousness that animates my form is the consciousness that animates your form. And we can see lots of things that are supporting that, like, you know, the 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 group, the, I, I reference in my book, the crew, uh, the crew who did a meditation exercise in Washington, D.C. in like the early 90s. Right. And they said, hey, it's going to reduce crime by like 30% or something like that, uh, you know, because we've done it before and we see the results. If we meditate on, you know, peace and love and, lack of crime, then it's going to yeah, have this result. And, um, and you know, the chief of police came forward and said, yeah, for, for you to reduce crime by 30% in Washington, D.C. in July, it'll take a snowstorm. And by the end of the, the experiment, it was like, you know, that much or more than what they had said. So it, it's all connected. It's all, you know, they're, they're, you know, the separation between us is an elaborate illusion. So once you start exploring that as the potential uh, situation in which you find yourself, that's where really you start to get, you start to see a a lot more. And and this idea of everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself and and knowing that, you know, we we are vibrational beings, the the particles that make me up, these atoms I referenced earlier, they're not even solid. They're 99.99999% space. What we call solid is actually just vibrations of energy popping in and out of existence so quickly, like a, like a, you know, a projector screen. It's flickering so quickly it appears solid. That's, this is a light show. You're literally, you know, in a holographic reality, a simulation that is, I would say you are the creator and created rolled into one. Your mm-hmm. higher self, God, source, consciousness, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is the architect. And, and then it's like, okay, now I want to experience forgiveness. Okay, I'll create this thing and I'll drop myself in there. I'll, fr- I'll give myself amnesia to who and what I was before I came in. And so I can, can really, you know, have a, a experience with, you know, some punch and impact. <laughs> and, um, and that's, that's what I believe is going on. And so, you know, anything that you see or admire, instead of creating separation and saying, oh, I could never do that. I could never do what Heath has done or Brandon has done. It's like, no, 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 no. We're such a close vibrational match out of the infinite things that are vying for your attention. You're seeing and hearing these words in this moment. Right. That which is likened to itself is, is drawn, right? That's how vibration works. And so... You don't ever see, uh, you know, a, a, a tree from the desert and a uh, tree from the top of a mountain in the same place, right? They're in different, they belong in different places. That which is like unto itself is drawn. Around those trees, you're going to see, you know, similar, similar trees. And so if you're hearing these words, it's because we're such a close vibrational match that you have, you have called this forward. I'm literally an extension of your consciousness wearing this bio bodysuit that goes by this name, but I'm actually a creation of your consciousness. And so, you know, that's my long-winded answer of what, what is the ultimate nature of reality? You are it. It is you. Everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. 
all is literally one act accordingly. See the results it gets you. Amazing. And there's just so much stuff to back that up too. I mean, the, the studies on, on resonance where they do, you know, two tuning forks near each other and you strike one and the other one will just start to yep. vibrate at the same tone. Yep. It's just Our guitar string, everything, everything. I mean, they just, I saw an amazing study just a few weeks ago. It was actually an episode of Nova, which I used to really like it. And then like mainstream stuff, really like I always question it all, everything I watch, but um, you know, this, this thing on Nova happened to actually pop up where they did a confirmation of the theories of entanglement because the theories of entanglement where they basically measured two light particles and they split them apart in huge distance and one reacted instantaneously when the other was, was um, manipulated. manipulated. It defied Einstein's laws. You know, everybody kind of understands yeah. the story, but it's an old experiment. So they actually took the light from a distant, I think it was a quasar, and they actually split those particles and sent them off because they thought that maybe the presence of the experimenters and, you know, the whole dual slit experiment of how they, uh, the, the form of consciousness near the the experiment could actually maybe affect it. So they took a piece of light that actually left its source 10 billion years ago from a quasar far away, did the experiment and they confirmed that the whole thing is still the entanglement absolutely does exist. I thought the whole experiment was going to sort of maybe dismiss a lot of sort of the woo woo new age hmm. type stuff that sometimes gets wow. attached to a lot of quantum physics, but the Nova episode actually confirmed the whole theory of entanglement, wow. which was amazing. Like you can confirm all these concepts over and over again with new studies that come out. So yeah, science and spirituality are really doing a dance now that is fascinating. You know, in the past, it would be like, you know, of course I don't believe in a creator. I'm, I'm a scientist. Now it's like, uh, of course I believe there's a creator. I'm a scientist. Yeah. It, it, it's it's really shifting where, you know, uh, who was it? Was it Niels Bohr? One of the great quantum physicists. Like if you if you aren't, you know, completely, you know, spooked by what's going on with quantum physics you don't understand it's like there's some some really really interesting things that we're getting you know uh, uh, more we're starting to understand more and more and 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 that's a big one like oh consciousness actually affects what happens like these ideas that particles are in a state of quantum superposition po uh, infinite possibilities until consciousness observes and then it snaps into one and so i think that's like you know you think of a a video game it's like you're going down the hallway in the castle and then it, it the screen it renders in front of you as you make your consciousness goes that direction right well where is it at before then well it's i don't know it's in potential somewhere so it's like okay it's my bedroom it, does it exist right now i'm not there right i, I don't know right. well you know it's a hard one to know because we can't get there and when we go there we'll be there but all evidence points to this is very similar to you know, the way a video game is, it's been programmed by someone. There's, there's laws, there's, you know, it's all made of light. When you zoom in, it, it pixelates when you, you know, it's like, there's a lot of uh, evidence. It's just like fractals. It's like, you know, the same thing nested within the same thing nested within the same thing. But like Rumi said, you're not just a drop separate from the ocean. The ocean is in the drop. So, you know, it's like these, these relative truths, you and I are separate. That is true. We can make an argument from that for that that there's, you know, a lot of people would agree with. You and I are one. That's a different truth that uh, we're talking about in currently, right? And so what vantage point from which are we speaking, I think is important because people get hung up on, you know, there's once you start to understand, oh, there's relative truths. Okay, that that starts to really help give a fuller picture of what's going on.
And whenever you, I hear you say that often, I've heard you say it in the book, it, and it always reminds me of this graphic that I saw of two people standing there and they're looking at the number six drawn on the ground and one person's at the top and one person's mm-hmm. at the bottom or however you want to perceive it, but they're arguing yep. that this is a six and this is a nine. They're both right. They're yep. both wrong. It's just yep. the perspective that you happen to be looking at. And just that visual representation, I've, I've shown that to quite a few people and they're just like, that's actually a mind blowing concept. And that, yeah. that I think that concept right there helps you transcend so much duality in life, whether it's politics or all the other divisions that happen in this world. It's like, if you can step back and look at the argument that's being made, you can pretty much yeah. transcend that duality to something bigger and grander. But all these concepts that you're talking about and what we're discussing and these advanced things of quantum physics and understandings, like just the theory of entanglement, Einstein's best description of that was spooky action at a distance. He had yep. no idea what that was called. He just had to call it yeah. spooky because even he couldn't comprehend it. But now the yep. layperson, the average person can fully understand these concepts and they're getting so advanced, which is another thing I want to talk about is like, where humanity's path could possibly be going with this landslide of consciousness. There's more people on the planet that are meditating more than ever. There's a, it's like almost like a, a huge leap forward with people actually diving into their consciousness and stepping out of the cubicle of their nine to five and the subway and back to their little cubicle apartment, you know, especially when people had to spend all that time cooped up kind of pondering yeah. all of that. Um, you know, yeah. where, where do you think humanity's path is going with our trajectory that we're on right now? You know, the way I look at it is I always say our life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. You probably heard me talk about this before. It's like mm-hmm. the first time I ever had an intuitive or psychic reading, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. And the woman looked at me and said, I see you in a cold place like Chicago working in business. And my jaw hit the floor because I was planning to move to Chicago and work for my uncle in business at the time. And she said, there's this whole other path in California and music. And a year later, I ended up forming a band, meeting someone from California. And here I am all these years later. So what was she seeing in that moment? I think she was tapping into the potential Brandons, right? It's like, this is why, you know, I, I believe our life plays out of the corner of free will and destiny. It's all destined because it's all already happened. We know Einstein proved, you know, time is an illusion. If you shoot me into outer space at light speed and bring me back a day later, I'm a day older and you've been dead for a hundred years or something, mm-hmm. you know, some, I, I don't know exactly something like that. Right. And so it's like, your fifth birthday party is happening on another channel right now. You're just not tuned into that. And just like future versions of you. So it's all happening in the eternal now. Right. And this is why we can say something is destined. But where free will comes in is there's God source, the universe, higher self is infinite in its creativity. So it plays out all kinds of potentials. Right. There's many iterations of Heath. There's a Heath that didn't do this podcast. There's a Heath that, you know, there's a me and you that did our recording a few days ago. And therefore, our lives are completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we, we don't know the impact. Some one little thing can make the hugest, you know, it's like the butterfly wing flapping and then right. a tidal wave happens on the other side of the earth. So it's, um, it's, it's, once you start to play with the idea of, okay, it's, it's all destined, but there's free will in there. Um, kind of like at the end of one of the Matrix movies where he comes in and he, and Neo, the one, and he sees the architect. I don't know if you've seen this. Oh, yeah. It's the second one or third one. Second yeah, and, one. and all the versions of Neo are playing on the wall. And he's like, ah, oh, which one are you going to choose this time? And I think that's truly what's going on. And, and you know, um, Keanu Reeves went on to say that the Matrix was actually a documentary. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I agree to a certain degree. And so 
your life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. So from this moment forward, as you hear these words, there is many versions of you. Which one do you want to experience? Well, the one that's the greatest and grandest version, the one that's the most rewarding. No matter how improbable statistically, source has been there, done that, and gotten the t-shirt. So the way you you attract it is you be it to see it. You you become our number one job is to manage our vibration. You, you know, just like when I was on my friend's couch and manifested a ink fastest growing private company, I was ignoring the external signs and tapping into my own self-worth. And then the universe had to reflect that as the creator being that I am, that which is like unto itself is drawn. So when you ask what's going to happen from this point forward, all of it, right? The question is, is which version are you going to step into? Like Bashar, the channel Bashar talks about this. He's like, you, you guys don't even realize that you're, you're stepping in and out of timelines constantly all day, every day with your vibration. So, you know, is there a world ending catastrophe from here? I would say, yeah. Is there us moving into utopian society, you know, where we really, you know, anchor in a lot of these principles and realize like, oh my gosh, the, the way forward, you know, like Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. The reason that holds true, there are no others. So, and the world starts to get that. Oh my gosh, what's good for you is good for me because you are an extension of me. Let's do this. Let's end world hunger in 10 seconds by diverting 1% of war budget. <laughs> you know, right. let's, um, you know, it doesn't make any sense to, you know, you're fighting yourself. You're, you know, you're, you're literally attacking an extension of self. Love is the answer. And um, so, so yeah, I, I think from this moment forward, it all happens. The good news is, is a lot of times we can feel disempowered by what can I little me do to help save the world? Well, guess what? There's many worlds and you step in and out of them with your vibration. So you are the, you are the, you know, lead director and actor in your own private YOU universe. And so, you know, one that's so empowering to understand your number one job, all of us have the same job. That's the most important one, managing our vibration. So, that's that's the thing. Which one are you going to step into? You know, they asked Mario Andretti, greatest race car driver of all time. What's the number one thing you tell a race car, a new race car driver? Number one piece of advice. Don't look at the wall was his answer. You want to know why? Where attention goes, energy flows, right? If you're looking at the wall, you're going to hit the wall. And so, so that's it. Where's your attention going? Before something and against nothing. That's my, my advice to each and every one of you. Manage your vibration. Put your energy on what you want to see more of and step into that planet of paradise that you're destined to step into. Amazing, amazing answer. That's where I was hoping that was going to go. And uh, never disappoint. You know me well enough. Never disappoint. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> you're just I, funneled, I funneled you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, this is, it's been awesome, Brandon. I know you're a busy dude and we're hitting about an hour. So, um, basically our wrap up, I, I'd like to just basically point everybody where they can go. I mean, the podcast is amazing and it really it has been a life changing thing for me. Um, when I first started listening, I was in the midst of one of the hardest points and I was going through like the dark night of the soul and just having that positive voice on the other end of the microphone is really what inspired me to want to do what I'm doing. And, um, you know, going forward, it, not, not just the positive vibe that you put out there, but some of this amazing stuff that makes you ponder life in an entirely different way. Instead of that 
fear-based negative thing that's constantly bombarding you in mainstream media and everywhere else, there's just this whole other potential. When you block out that other one, you're looking at that perspective like we talked about. The both things are there and they're both existing, but what you're focusing on and that energy goes to. And when you have something like the Positive Head Podcast to motivate you to look in that positive direction, it's amazing. So, you know, where can people find you? Um, you know, as far as optimistic goes, where can they check that out? And mm-hmm. let's give the details of the book and the code that we had just talked about a few minutes before. Yeah. We record. yeah. Love to do that. Yeah. It's um, just to add to that. It's like, um, isn't it so exciting to understand how empowered you are? Yeah. Like, you know, literally you are the, the, you're the focal point. You are, you are in your own private universe and it is all happening around you and reflecting you back to you. And so, you know, if you, if you're hearing this, it's like, congratulations, because you couldn't be hearing this if you weren't ready to, to, uh, and, and you're right on time. Like source is perfectly imperfect. It's all happening exactly as every hardship, every, everything is happening. You know, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor and we all came to be skilled sailors. And so, you know, you're doing it. And so be, be inspired. And yeah, certainly the positive head podcast. I, I said on episode one, you know, Hey, if, if just one other person benefits from this, uh, I'm, I win. And I know I'm going to benefit from it because we teach best what we most need to learn. So I already won. And so, um, you can check that out anywhere that you get your podcasts, you know, all the, all the places it's, it's there. Um, and uh, same places, I'm sure you're hearing this, uh, you'll find Positive Head. And then Optimistic, uh, optimistic.tv, um, you can find it uh, on YouTube as well. And, and there's going to be more of those episodes forthcoming. Uh, and uh, then, of course, the book, uh, The Golden Key. If you go to goldenkey.gift.gift, uh, you can actually uh, download the audio or, or stream, the audio and or ebook uh, uh, as, as a gift. That was the idea behind it is how, you know, the number one way I can see to help transition as many of us as possible into the planet of paradise version of reality is by spreading this wisdom. And I call it the good kind of selfish. If I help enough others do it, then uh, that energy comes back to me because I am you and you are me. And, you know, when Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others, that holds true because there are no others. We have the opportunity to give away what we want for ourselves to others, always do it because that's the path to get, you know, the good kind of selfish. So you can go and uh, use uh, Heath's code. Uh, Heath, you did uh, live this life. Yes. Yeah. So if you use the code live this life, you can get the audio uh, and or ebook and then even create your own code if you so desire uh, and feel inspired to share it. And that's the, that's the whole idea with that. And you'll read more about the golden game and abundance manifestation game. I invite you guys to play at the end. Like when I started playing it, someone get, handed me $50,000. That was pretty cool. Um, so you know, this stuff is real. It's energy. It's all energy, you know? It is. So, so yeah, that's, that's all the places. And uh, we would love to, you know, connect with any and all of you uh, that, that feel inspired to do so. And I highly recommend it. I mean, from all walks of life, I have met so many different people through the positive head groups and people who have come from your show and listened to ones like mine, you know, and, and people who blend over and we're all like-minded souls. Like you said, everybody kind yep. of attracts all each other. Family. Exactly. So, yep. well, I really appreciate this, man. This has been really enjoyable, a long time coming. 
And uh, I'm excited to see where else you go. I mean, I feel like you're one of those people who just doesn't know how to fail. You know, every time life presents you with a curveball, it just gets knocked out of the park. So I'm excited to see where this post-COVID world takes Brandon Beecham. And uh, I'll be right there alongside you, man. I'm just being there yeah. watching it. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. So I, right. it feels so good to be able to like support your show back and to watch your growth and expansion. It's like, you know, there's been a lot of people that have created podcasts um, inspired by Positive Head at this point, you know, people that have been on. And I got to say, you're like one of my favorite, I, you know, from the time I met you, it just felt like such a, you just feel so familiar to me. And I know, you know, our souls are the oldest of friends yep. and uh, you, you just feel such a like kinship. And, and uh, you know, I got to say, you know, first time hearing you interview, um, you're really good at it. Like I knew the moment I suggested it all those, you know, those years ago, you're just great, man. You just got such an awesome way about you and delivery. And so just keep up the good work. You appreciate you're it. it. I appreciate it. It's, it's, I feel like it's come with some refinement, but uh, you know, getting my stride. Always we does. all do enough practice. We all get there. Yep. That's right. That's how it works. Well, thank you for being my inspiration. Thank you for all the work that you do for the universe, the world. And, uh, I, there's a lot of people whose lives you've reached out and changed. And mine's probably one of the biggest ones. Like I said, you'll, you'll go down in my history as Aww. one of the biggest, uh, mentors and, uh, inspirational leaders that I've had in my life. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the life that I'm living without your influence. So if episode one, I'm, if I'm not at one person, I'm there. <laughs> I'm that it. one person. You we did, did it. it. Yes. Mission accomplished. Oh man. You're such a beautiful reflection. Thank you so much for, for having me on and all of you out there listening. Just remember you are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. And don't for a minute, it's time to stop telling the story of I'm not good enough. I'm not all those limiting stories. You can look back and, and kind of like laugh at yourself and say, Oh, that was cute. I just, it was a setup because you can't know that what you are, unless you know that what you are not. You've never seen a great work of art without shadow in it. That's the game that God plays throughout eternity. Forgetting, forgetting, remembering, forgetting, remembering so that it can actually mean something. Eternity is a very long, no time. And uh, so, you know, if it's all love and it's all one, well, that becomes meaningless after a trillion years. Okay, give me some hardships some pain, some struggles, some strife. You know, the last thing I'll leave you with, the great, you know, I always tell the story. I've started telling it a lot. My brother, um, the, uh, he went to, he didn't pay a ticket when he was like early 20s, years later, he got pulled over and he had a warrant for his arrest and they took him to jail. And he's the most sensitive person I know. And so him in jail is just like, you know, I mean, couldn't be more fish out of water. They kept him for like four days or something. Oh my. They God. let him out. They let him out. You know, you would know this, you know, you're past it. 1201 to, to be able to charge him for another day or whatever to the state. <laughs> I go and pick him up. I get him home at like 1.32 in the morning. I cook him a hot pocket. To this day, if you ask my brother, what is the best meal you ever had? Guess what he says? That hot pocket. That hot pocket. That, that contrast is where it's at. So if you've had a hardship up to this point, congratulations. You did the hard part of the work. Now start implementing these ideas. Start playing with them with an open mind. Keep tuning into Heath. You know, keep um, feeding your, your mind and your heart with this information, applying it and see what kind of results it gets. And you'll be doing cartwheels of gratitude for all the hardship that you've had. And um, that's, that's when you're really on the fast track to the next greatest and grandest version of yourself. 
And that's what you do best, man. You're out there helping people manifest that greatest and grandest version. I'm, I'm one of them. I am one of your star pupils, I hope. Um, but I'm going to let you get back at it and get out there and keep creating the magic that you do. So I'll be out there following your lead. And together, we will hopefully take this world to higher and better places. Yeah, you too, man. We'll do it. We'll do it together. All right, everyone. Thank you again. Journey well. What an absolute privilege it is to welcome Brandon to the show. It's kind of unreal that he's on my podcast after all the years of listening to him on his. It's been three years since we crossed paths at the time of this recording, and I can just say the change that his influence has had in my life has been monumental. Be sure to check out all the things Brandon has going on, and be sure to download the Golden Key Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. You can find it at goldenkey.gift. And you can get the ebook or audiobook for free if you use the promo code Live This Life. And if you have an inspiring perspective on living this life that you want to share, you can reach me at connect at livethislife.org. That's C O N N E C T at livethislife.org. Or you can book a time to chat with me at the show's Calendly page at calendly.com forward slash live this life. Until next time, live this lifers, positive heads, and everyone in between. Keep living. We'll see you next time.